Hello, listener. How's it going? You have pressed play on the latest episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast on the first week of May 2022. This is your audio dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes State. How's it going? I hope you're doing very well. My name's Robert Kerr here with you, as always, on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. I'm going to officially declare May Madness is on. Soccer is at its absolute uh, busiest period coming up here in the month of May. Not only do we have the high school spring season, we got Detroit City FC doing the pro game, but the Midwest Premier League, the UPSL, USL League 2, the UWS are all getting rolling here either over the last week or in the week or so ahead. So my head is going to be spinning here, and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. We've been waiting months and months for summer ball, or at least I have, and uh, it's finally at our doorstep. Uh, If you want more and more Michigan Soccer Central, be sure to check out the social media channels. There's plenty of news and updates there. It really is the... uh, intersection and the place to connect with the entire Michigan soccer community. Over the weekend, we had a local player doing big things. The U-17 U.S. women's national team included Amelia Villarreal, a Michigan Jaguars and Lansing area native who has scored uh, many, many goals. I think she had uh, five in just one game. Her uh, U.S. U-17 women's team is in the uh, CONCACAF championships, and they advanced to the quarterfinals over the weekend. So kudos to Amelia and or Amalia, if I'm saying it right. Forgive me. But uh, she's been doing a great job, as has been that U-17 women's national team. So very excited to see where her story goes, as well as that team. On today's show, we have uh, two segments. We have some post-game reaction on our LaRouge report from the hero of uh, Saturday's game, Detroit City FC versus the New York Red Bulls 2, Francis Atahuene, the goal scorer and own goal assister on the day. We've got some post-game audio from the goal scorer as well as defensive stalwart Devin Amumenso. So definitely hang on and listen to the end to catch that uh, LaRouge report with uh, two amazing DCFC players. But first we have a look into a UPSL team who's uh, started off this year and they're playing in the uh, the ballpark where the Tigers Stadium once played, and they are bringing, uh, or uh, uh, yeah, in the early stages of bringing a unified team from the Patton Park Southwest Detroit Soccer Hotbed, where there's dozens and dozens of teams. They have support and they play in the high talent level. And Alianza FC is attempting to make a unified team from that soccer hotbed. In Southwest Detroit. So we've got co-owner of Alianza FC, Tim Ritchie on the show, followed by LaRouge Report here on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. 
Welcome back, listener. In our next segment here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, we are going to learn about a team playing in the UPSL this year. A new one on my radar, so I'm excited to learn a bit more. I'd like to welcome uh, one of the co-owners of Alianza FC, Mr. Tim Ritchie. Thank you for joining the podcast. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for having me. The UPSL is already a few games uh, under its belt. Uh, tell me, how has your team done so far and early in the UPSL season? Uh, well, we've done quite well. We're really excited to have the chance to play in the UPSL. There's lots of competitive teams and, uh, you know, a lot of great owners out there. And so we've, we've started off with uh, a couple of wins and one loss um, and sort of learning the ropes right now. So, uh, you know, our guys are having a blast and, and hopefully we can uh, notch a few more wins along the way. Yeah, Alianza is a new name to uh, me and uh, uh, leader of Michigan Soccer Central, Dan Garnell, headed down to your home game on uh, May 4th. Uh, you guys are now playing at Detroit Athletic League, uh, the, the PAL uh, ballpark at the corner, the site of former Tiger Stadium. Tell us about how uh, you got to call that home. Oh, well, um, I personally uh, was the CEO of the Detroit Police Athletic League for about seven and a half years and had a chance to work with um, lots of great people in the community and, and, and the world of philanthropy and, and uh, worked on redeveloping the old Tiger Stadium site into a magnificent now um, amateur youth stadium. And, um, and I've also have a long history of, of soccer. And so uh, I uh, was able to partner with a couple of um, a couple of friends and uh, and work with some of the guys in the the Southwest Detroit community to put the team together and approach the ballpark about using it as their home field and we're excited to have a chance to bring the place to life. So Alianza is what are the origins of this club? Yeah, so um, I've got a, a long history of, of uh, programming and coaching in Southwest Detroit, and uh, a lot of folks I don't know are familiar with Patton Park, but it's a real hotbed of soccer uh, in the state of Michigan, um, and in particular around Metro Detroit. There's, uh, there's about 40 or 50 men's teams that play down there. It's a really fun environment. It's a family environment, and lots of really talented players a lot of which uh, have never had the opportunity to really tap into the greater soccer ecosystem when it comes to high school or college or uh, professional opportunities. So I was able to work with some of my former players from Southwest and some of the guys that run the league, and we had the idea to start, start a team that the community could call its own. Um, there's a lot of passion for the game and a lot of talented players, and and there are lots of different teams. So Alianza means alliance. And our hope is that we can bring together a lot of the different teams and players from Southwest to compete on one team that people can rally around. And that's kind of the origins of Alianza FC. And it's gotten off to a pretty good start, we think. And so this is the, the first iteration of that uh, alliance, so to speak? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We this is the first time that uh, we've worked together. Uh, this is the first time we've tried to put this team together. So we're just sort of learning the ropes as we go. But um, there's a long history of soccer in the community. Lots of passion. 
uh, lots of great people. And, uh, and so everyone's kind of rallied around this team. It's really, you know, a chance to give these guys a chance to highlight their talents, to highlight the Southwest Detroit community, and hopefully give the younger kids something to look forward to as they grow up into their careers. Yeah, I definitely want to uh, hear more about uh, the efforts it took to um, get this uh, unified uh, team together. Because um, uh, Dan said one of the things that caught his attention that you guys had like four or five hundred um, uh, fans show up to uh, one of your very first games at the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. Our first game that we had, we we think it was closer to seven or eight hundred, but um, it, it it was a lot of fun. You know, the ballpark is a great venue for sports. Um, it's right next to the Southwest Detroit community and, and Mexican town there. Um, and like I said, there's a huge passion for the game in that community and, and, uh, a, a really large league. As a matter of fact, when we had tryouts for the team, we had over a hundred players that came to our tryouts. Um, and so we offered all the people that came out to the tryouts, two tickets to the first game. Um, and we've been selling them uh, locally there and yeah, had a really good start to the season uh, with that first game. So we're hoping to build on that for sure. So how did those, the, those efforts to get to this point, um, how did that all, like, how, how did you put that together to try to, to get that, that big community, like an organic community at Patton Park? Um, how did you like, uh, communicate and message, uh, what the project that you're trying to put together? Yeah, so we've been working on it for probably about the past year now. And, uh, my, you know, luckily, you know, I have a long history of, of working with um, players in that community. So I was able to reach out to a lot of my former players. Um, one of our partners, a gentleman by the name of Carlos Huerta, um, is, uh, ran the, uh, the men's league down there for a long time. He's also a very uh, well um, uh represented and, and uh, understood and, and um, a really good guy. Um, so a lot of the community also was familiar with Carlos and had trust in Carlos. And then we, you know, did our best to try to spread the word through um, uh, radio uh, commercials. Um, we also put posters up around in the neighborhoods, uh, called a lot of people that we knew. So just a lot of, you know, grassroots effort really to try to, to try to build some, uh, interest and in, in some, you know, momentum around the team. Very interesting. Very interesting. So this is, this has been a long time in the making. Um, the previous um, to the season, I just heard that you also, uh, Alianza, there was a, like a, an indoor session uh, league going on at the Detroit City FC Fieldhouse as well. So yeah, is that a yeah. kind of a so, part um, of the build? So, that's right. Yeah. Carlos, Carlos runs the men's league. And so, um, the, the guys at DCFC were nice enough to allow Carlos to bring the league into, into their facility. And, uh, and so they, I think he had maybe 35 or 40 teams playing indoor over there. And in an effort to begin to uh, get people familiar with the club, um, he branded the league the Alianza League uh, with a chance to try to get people thinking about pulling together around the one club and and um, and being supportive, so so yeah, he ran the uh, the Alianza League out of there, and and now we've turned it into a uh, a UPSL team. Interesting, interesting. So, uh, very first year of existence for the club. Um, exciting times. Um, how many uh, games are remaining on your schedule? 
Uh, let's see. We've played three games so far. So uh, we started off with two wins and, and one loss. We've got seven uh, regular season games to go, and then we're playing one friendly match as well. So we've got about eight games to go in this season. And, uh, you know, if we continue to have the kind of success we've had on the field and, and more importantly, uh, with support from the community, uh, we're certainly looking forward to moving on to subsequent seasons. Out of curiosity, I had heard uh, the word or the name Alianza before, and that uh, is like kind of a, a moving uh, company that kind of goes to highly uh, Latin uh, areas in the country, kind of identifying players and doing kind of pop-up uh, sessions. Is there any connection between uh, your club and that organization? There isn't any connection, any formal connection, but we were familiar with the uh, Alianza tournaments that go on. Uh, we thought that the brand fit for us as well. Um, and again, it's it's really all about trying to bring people together uh, to support the one team um, that sort of, uh, you know, takes, takes another level in terms of co competition-wise and, and up to another league. So, yeah, we, we heard it. We, uh, we thought it was a, you know, a neat concept. And, and so we branded ourselves uh, as a club. We think we're the only club that calls themselves Alianza FC, but definitely have heard of those tournaments before. Uh, what does, uh, what, what are your, your colors? What do your shirts look like? If anyone's, uh, you know, scrolling through or going to a game, uh, what, what colors to look out for Alianza? Yeah, we're red and black. Um, you know, we think that, uh, you know, the, the bright red really helps us stand out. Uh, the guys enjoy, you know, putting the jersey on. And, uh, and we've got, a, you know, kind of a cool uh, shield as a crest. Um, and so, you know, we've got some cool Adidas kits. And so we're trying to be sure that not only do we, uh, you know, play good, but we're also looking good on the field. So I got to say that it's pretty cool that you are, um, I don't know, forming a, a united uh club of um a section of the city which you know is one of the the, the central hubs of the sport here in the city and kind of putting that all you know combining those efforts and energies into one team i gotta say that's uh a pretty exciting um concept and uh um project in general um you said the first few games have been encouraging um what do you like are you gonna just taking a game by game or like if it, it continues to go the way it started, uh, like what do you, how, where, how far do you want to take this? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that uh, between me and my partners, we're all fully committed to making this work. Um, it's, you know, we all recognize that the, the talent in Southwest Detroit is amazing. And, uh, and the players, you know, deserve this type of an opportunity. Unfortunately, you know, for a lot of reasons, um, you know, mostly, you know, the affordability of the sport in the United States is such that it's difficult sometimes for, uh, you know, kids that don't have the resources to actually gain the opportunities to play competitively. And so we're all about, um, you know, really, you know, trying to rally the community around these young people and these players to give them that chance. So, like you said, we see interest from the community and i think we're just sort of scratching the surface in terms of what's possible for this club so we hope to not only continue to build on the momentum of the team uh, but we want to work 
side by side with members of the community to help develop more soccer opportunities, including better fields um, and perhaps even, um, you know, taking it a next step uh, with, uh, you know, indoor facility um, and, uh, you know, even beyond. So uh, it's, it's, you know, a lot of potential, a lot of passion, um, you know, and really the important thing is working with the community to make sure we get it right. You said, um, you know, in hopes of hopes, like maybe perhaps an indoor facility. Um, is there any access to indoor soccer facilities in Southwest Detroit? Well, there's not any that are really nearby. Uh, and so, um, you know, we, you know, there, there are a few, but nothing, uh, nothing that's nearby. So, um, you know, hopefully we can find, find the right partners and, and find the right conditions and, and help to, to help to build something there where uh, folks can call their own. Well, uh, Alianza FC or Alianza FC, their next game is away on May 7th. You want to tell the listeners uh, about your next home game? Yeah, next home game, May 14th, um, Saturday night, under the lights, down at the corner ballpark. It's the former site of Tor- Tiger Stadium. We've got parking nearby, um, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. We you know we 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 bring out you know a good festival. We've got. Um, you know, music and food, uh, beer sales going on at the ballpark, um, and and certainly a really cool brand of soccer. So, you know, we'd love to have people come down. Tickets, $8. Uh, you can buy them at AllianzaFC.com, AllianzaFC.com, where you can also learn more. We'd love to see you May 14th. It's going to be fun. Well, very, very cool. From Patton Park to the Corner Ballpark, Uh, Tim Ritchie from Allianz FC, thank you so much for joining us here on Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Hope to see you guys soon. Michigan Soccer Central Podcast here on location after Detroit City FC's 2-0 win over New York Red Bulls 2. And I have goal sore Francis N2NA uh, with me. Uh, first time back in front of the home crowd. You had a little bit of time out. Uh, how, how was that game for you? Uh, we've, we've, the whole team, we've been working really hard. Uh, we know the culture we are trying to create. We know the the system we want to play and how we want to dominate our opponent when they come home to our home field. So uh, it's just uh, amazing that everything is coming together and uh, we continue to dominate like we've been doing on the on the field. And I'm just super happy that I got to have my first goal. But honestly, it's the hard work of the whole team and how everyone has been working and playing and it makes the game a little bit much easier for us. Um. Your celebration looked very emotional. You came to the sideline. Who 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 did you point out there on the sideline? Oh my God! I told uh, John, uh, our camera guy, that uh, if I score a goal, you better make sure you get the right photo. So when I scored, I was just looking at him and just basically celebrating. It. I was just excited because we needed a goal and we need we need to win. And uh, I was fortunate to be at the end of at the end of the goal, but I was just excited and I haven't scored all season, so I was just with the emotion with the teams around. I was just super excited to be around there, to be around everyone, pretty much. 
Uh, can you walk us through the goal? It was, uh, you came on as a sub. It was getting late in the game. It was kind of looking like all the signs of a, a nil-nil. Uh, walk us through your goal. Um, I was excited. I think uh, we had the ball in the middle then and they switched it to Reese. And I know like I've been seeing Reese do the same thing over and over, taking people on, making the early cross. So the minute he got the ball, I knew I, I have to be in the box. So I just made the run. He put the right ball, the right ball there and I was just right there to uh, tap it in. But, We've, he's been doing that all season. He's been getting the ball in the ranks and whipping it in. So as a striker, my job is just make the run and be at the right place at the right time. And that's what I did. And credit to, to Reese and the whole guys and the whole team because we know the system we are playing. We know how it works and, and we executed it perfectly uh, today. So uh, you and um, Billy came back from injury uh, very recently, and then two more guys came down today. Um, how, how do you push forward uh, with that situation being a, a kind of small squad at the moment? Um, I think the, the coaches are doing a really good job in managing us, and uh, we have a very good momentum. After the first game, I got hurt, and I have to work my way back in the, in the system, and the team has been doing really well. So I think the... The, the issue is we are all like professionals. We all know what to do, and we always do our best to take care of our body. But we can't we can't really prevent injuries. And if it happens, the next guy have to be ready to go. And that's what happened today. Um, Pato wasn't feeling too great, and and, and I, I took the opportunity when I when I got in. And it's it's like that. Uh, you never know what's gonna happen next game. I could be out. This one is coming in. So we are always ready, and we always know the system we want us to play. So when someone is down, we just fit in right in, and then we just we just keep going. Uh, like I said, it, it was looking like a scoreless game. Did you always have faith that, that, that there was a chance for a goal? Yes, yes. As a striker, I always have to think I'm going to score. And, and I actually manifested that I have to score. I want to score because it's been a while since I scored. And uh, having been on this new club that I'm loving so much, I want to also show my appreciation to the fans and the, to the people and the people in the city that uh, I appreciate being here. And the best way for me to do that is scoring on the field. And I was just very grateful and fortunate I got to do that. Today, so yeah. So now that you got one, are they all gonna start coming? That's the goal. That's the goal. I'm always gonna fight and always gonna score. So yeah, I'm always gonna do my best on the field. Thank you, Francis. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Devin uh, Amu Mensa with me post game after Detroit City FC's 2 0 win over New York Red Bulls 2. Another shutout for your back line. Tell mm -hmm. us about how that game went for you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, in the first half it was a little slow for us getting going, but I think overall, you know, we didn't really give them much, much offensively. And uh, to keep the clean sheet was big for us. We really harped on that before the game, and every game is for us to keep the clean sheet, then we give our offensive chance to, to win the game. So today was a big, big strive for us to keep the clean sheet. Um, do you think that. Uh, when they, the other team, uh, when the Red Bulls, too, hit the crossbar, was that a wake-up call that almost seemed like to spark the team into action a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. You know, for whatever reason, you know, chances like that are going to happen. I think, you know, it was kind of a bang-bang play where it deflected off somebody, it comes out to the 18, the guy hits it. So there's not much we can do on that. But I think, you know, we responded well, and that kind of, like you said, gave us a little jolt and pushed us forward to go on and win it. But I think most importantly, the guys that came in in the second half really changed the game for us uh, and made the difference. Um, this might be an odd question, but is there a difference uh, when you guys play the two teams? Like, is there any difference in the way those games go? I think it, any game, you, you know, you have to come out ready for expecting anything. Um, but the two teams, whether they're two teams or playing a top team in the league, it doesn't matter. I think you have to come out and uh, be ready for whatever whatever they're throwing at you. Obviously, we try to prepare for what's coming. And with the two teams, the difference is that they might not have some guys coming in wherever they have guys playing with the first team, wherever the case may be. So that's probably the biggest difference. 
the announced attendance was 6,900 and some change. Apparently, that might have been the, the biggest uh, regular season league attendance here. Uh, how did that feel out on the field here today? It feels great. I mean, no matter what, what the weather is, uh, what the conditions are like, the fans are coming out and, and supporting us to the end of the game. So I know that's what definitely pushed us towards the end of the game when you hear the fans cheering and doing their chance in the 80th minute, pushing us forward. I think that always helps the guys, and we can't thank them enough for, for the constant support that they're giving us. So uh, moving forward, always the next game. Uh, how, how you guys feeling moving forward? I think today we just, you know, we take tomorrow off, relax a little bit, um, and then we, on Monday we get going on uh, for the next opponent. So, again, it's just at this point maintaining maintaining fitness, making sure guys are healthy. We had a couple knocks today, so we just have to check back in on Monday and see how things are going. Well, Devin, I'm Mensa. Thank you so much for taking Appreciate a minute. It. No problem. All have right. a good one. See I'll you talk. next time. Thank you, listener. That about does it for another episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. My name's Robert Kerr. So happy that you were able to make it all the way to the end of this week's episode. Shout out to John Hevron at Detroit City FC for helping put the LaRouge Report together and coordinating our interviews on each episode. And thank you to Tim Ritchie, owner of of Alianza FC, a very interesting uh, club and project that uh, uh, is a true United or attempting to be a true United in the United States. Uh, Very much enjoyed that conversation and the possibilities for that club. Uh, Shout out to Dan and the rest of the core team at Michigan Soccer Central as well as Jenny Hajnaki for editing the program and Dan Katranza for making the music for the show a very long time ago. So if you want more up-to-the-minute updates, go to Central across all the major social media platforms. So until next time, my head's probably going to be spinning because there's so much soccer going on, including a trip out to AFC Ann Arbor for the return of USL2 action and the return of AFC Ann Arbor for the first time in over two years, so that will be a great celebration and hopefully an Oakland County FC win. All right, until next time, enjoy your soccer.